you have turned into Remote Control's latest episode. Listen in as the GCRN crew talks TV from 2000 to now. With pilot and season premiere episodes, finishing finales, and season passes as well. Now get ready to change the channel with your remote control as we bring you the latest and greatest in the world of television. All from the GeekCast Radio Network, we are all remote controlled. Grab that remote control because this is the Jishiren's brand new TV podcast. We are calling it Remote Control. I am your host, Steve, Jim, and Mike, and joining me once again this week is Doug Abel. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. Uh, Remote Control will be about the current TV generation in the third pilot premiere episode. We're going to be talking, taking a look at another show from CBS entitled Stalker. Dun, dun, dun. Uh... So, we are going to head to a quick news break. We'll be back with stage dressing after this. Hey there, channel surfers. You're listening to the Remote Control News. Yes, yes you are. And I found out from last episode in the Scorpion editing uh, process for the Scorpion episode last week that... um, me closing the intro or transitioning to the news and then me coming in and starting the news sounded like crap. So, um, yes, I am here with Steve and we're going to be talking about some news. Huge thanks to the wonderful Kate over at thetelevixen.com for her caffeine column. This is news for Sunday, October 12th, 2014. We've got our first full season pickups of the fall, but first a few premiere dates. Uh, November 15th, Atlantis. December 7th, The Librarians. January 16th, 12 Monkeys. Wow. (laughs) Um, February 8th, The Walking Dead mid-season premiere. (laughs) That's funny. The, (laughs) The fourth season premiere just happened. And March 5th, Dig. Twin Peaks is returning. A new limited series from David Lynch and Mark Frost will air on Showtime in 2016. Picked up for full seasons, How to Get Away with Murder and Blackish. Renewed, Awkward for a fifth and final season. The Game for a ninth and final season. Transparent, Survivor's Remorse, Black Sails, Under the Dome, Extant, The Walking Dead, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret, Cancelled, Unforgettable, and Reckless. Now, Unforgettable is a show on CBS. It stars Poppy Montgomery. I remember watching parts of the first season. I've been wanting to watch it uh, since then. At first, after the first season, Optimus and I thought it was going to be canceled immediately, but CBS brought it back, and now they're canceling it again. Uh, The Mysteries of Lara and Constantine have had additional scripts ordered. That's interesting. Um, So the news topics we are going to talk about this time around include (laughs) um, Uncle Buck's series, John Hughes and John Candy Families Displeased. Neither the writer-director of the 1989 comedy feature Uncle Buck, John Hughes, nor its star John Candy are still with us, but speaking for their loved ones, the families of Hughes and Candy have voiced their disapproval over a planned Uncle Buck TV series in a statement to Deadline. Uh, the multi-camera project from Universal TV, whose feature sibling produced the title hit movie 
Well, uh, was recently said if it's ABC, the families object to the idea of remaking the movie, noting that Hughes opposed the previous sitcom remake by CBS, which only ran for one season, and would have likely not been supportive of the last redo attempt. So, you know how you and I are always complaining about Hollywood needs to get new ideas? Oh, yeah. You know, and and I know people over on the Altered Geek posts for this past Friday have said, oh, well, it's not Hollywood, it's... But, but it is. It really, really is Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood at large, producers, directors, networks, so it's probably more specifically network executives than it is, you know, the actual producer-director people. Um, no. I'm glad that the families are speaking out about this and, and are saying that they're displeased with this. There's no way in hell an Uncle Buck television series would work today. Well, it's just... It, it's kind of like a lot of the stuff from the 80s. Like, if they were to redo Back to the Future, they should be pummeled in the face. And I, I was watching a video earlier, and this goes into a lot of the same ground of uh, mm -hmm. rehashing 80s stuff, like um, how they're talking about Ghostbusters getting a... Uh, 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 an entirely female cast and being written by the people that did, um, like the Heat yeah. or whatever. But um, but anyways, they were saying that you know, like that in that instance, you know, doing a reboot kind of makes sense because all the guys are you know, off in their their own little land or whatever and don't really care anymore and mm -hmm. or have passed away sadly. But like in this instance, uh, and you're gonna see that trend coming a lot more lately. Uh, I noticed a lot of it when I was browsing Twitter earlier that uh, there's attempts to bring more films to TV, unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, like Resident Evil and, and um, what's that one with uh, Rush Hour? Oh, yeah. I mean, like stuff like that. I mean... There, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to come to TV, and I think that Uncle Buck is one of them. It, it, it sadly would not work without John Candy. It, it, now, if yeah. he were still with us and in in good health, in good health, and wanted to do it, that would be one thing. But I, I don't think that honestly, there's anybody that could fill the void of Hughes and and uh, Candy here. Yeah, no, absolutely not. The only interesting thing about this is if they recast. Not and I don't mean recast as in get somebody different, but if they cast again, Jean Louise Ke Jean Louisa Kelly, the original Tina, that's the only way that it would be remotely interesting for me. But yes, no, I, I agree. There's no. Um... I think I think a lot of this stuff needs to be left in the past. I know we're nostalgia freaks and everything nowadays, but. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I, th I think that it, it lived best in our memories, and I think that it needs to be left there. I think that they need to come up with something new, um, which it, it does seem that they are doing more and more on television now. Um, but the fact that they keep having to fall in this crutch because they, they're like, oh, well, this is popular back then. I think it'll do well now. Uh, whereas you know, a lot of the stuff is kind of hit or miss that's on TV now, unless it's, you know, superhero or comic based. Mm hmm. Um, the next story uh, actually ties into something that is very near and dear to my heart, uh, uh, along with this podcast, uh, exclusive from TVGuide.com, Peter Fonda to guest star on NBC's The Blacklist. 
Get your motor running, iconoclastic actor, iconoclastic actor Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda has signed on to guest star on an upcoming episode of NBC's The Blacklist. Fonda will play Jeff Perel, a CEO and philanthropist who funds millions of dollars for animal rights groups. Producers are mum on the character beyond that, but a hint that he is not on Red Reddington's list. The episode will air Monday, October 27th at 10, 9 central. Where's your daddy? Uh, <laughs> Fonda is the latest in a string of high-profile guest stars on the blacklist, including Paul Rubens, Mary Louise Parker, and Kristen Ritter. Um, anytime the blacklist brings in cast members, I'm always interested to see who they, uh, you know... Bring in well, and they're never throwaways. I mean, they, they no. are sometimes they are, but they're they're tasteful throwaways, mm. meaning that they'll be around a few episodes before you see the end of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this next, uh, well, this last story here, I just found interesting because you're I'm a, a fan. huge, well, you're a super yeah. fan. <laughs> Of the second show, not the originating show. I am a super fan of the Joss Whedon show Angel. And anytime Charisma Carpenter, a.k.a. Cordelia Chase, is in the news, I absolutely love it. She has landed a guest starring role on Sons of Anarchy. Now, Sons of Anarchy is an interesting show. I have yet to crack that can of worms to watch it. I know I should. I want to. And eventually we will cover Sons of Anarchy here on Remote Control. Um, But she is going to be landing a guest starring role. She'll play Carol, a conservative administrative director at a medical facility. Uh, Further details on her role are being kept under wraps. The actress whose credits also include The Lion Game, Greek, Veronica Mars, and Surviving Evil will appear in an episode slated to air in this season. Sons of Anarchy airs Tuesdays, 10 p.m. on FX. Um, she's also, she was in the first two Expendable movies as Lee Christmas's girlfriend, so there's that. Um, absolutely love her, you know, I'm not just going to watch Sons of Anarchy because she is an upcoming guest star, I am going to go back to, from season one and watch from the beginning, because I am interested in that show, it's just, a lot of TV folks, I don't catch up on when it's airing, I prefer to come back, that's why I love my DVR. Right now, as we're recording this, I have probably five shows on my DVR that I need to watch. Um, you know, usually on Monday nights when 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 we do podcasts and stuff like that, is I've got my DVR all fired up, ready to go to record every single thing that I need to record, and then you know, 4 a.m. Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, I'll watch it when there's nothing on TV at 4 a.m. Um, so. Have you ever seen an episode of Sons of Anarchy, or is that something that interests you, or no? Well, not only do I not get the channel, okay, but uh, uh, it's not something that registers on my radar. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I think that's out. You that? God damn it! I have to edit this. I think that's it for news. We will get to our feature after this. Over six million people are stalked each year in the United States. One in six women, one in 19 men. 
Stalking is the unwanted or obsessive attention from one person to another. It's driven by rejection, jealousy, revenge. can be the result of a relationship gone wrong or delusional fixations that are pushed to extremes. Anyone can be a stalker. Ex-boyfriend, spouse, stranger. Anyone can be a victim. And it's on the rise. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tinder, whatever app is hot today, we have too much access to one another. Social media is the number one reason stalking cases have tripled in the last decade. That's where I come in. I run TAU, the Threat Assessment Unit of the LAPD. We're responsible for all stalking cases and threats to individuals, as well as politicians and city employees. It is our job to assess the level of threat in any situation and respond accordingly. Have I lost you? I'm seeing eyes glaze over. How about this? Any questions for me? Did you handle the Selena Gomez stalker? I heard David Letterman had a stalker for over a decade. Some lady who kept breaking into his house? No, I didn't. And yes, he did. But celebrity stalking makes up only 10% of all stalking cases. Most victims are like you and me. All right, folks, that's the news. And now we get to the stage dressing for Stalker. Debuted this year, 2014, on CBS. It is a one-hour drama i guess you could say so far it's supposed to have one season we don't know i don't know how many episodes are off the top of my head but the basic uh, premise for stalker is lapd's threat assessment unit lieutenant beth davis and detective jack larson search for a stalker with an affinity for fire also beth meets with an exasperated college student who claims his former roommate is aggressively harassing him so i assume uh when i told you about the show is the first you'd heard about it <laughs> For for this, yes, and, and then shortly after when we were watching uh, the Big Bang Theory premiere, we saw uh, commercials for it, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, this looks kind of interesting. Uh, th- that's what I'm going to say about it right now. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Um, so let's uh, jump onto the casting couch here. You've got Dylan McDermott uh, and Maggie Q as the main stars. Um I mean, the, these two people have been... I mean, McDermott himself, he's been in a number of stuff. Um, most famously, The 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 Practice. Uh, he was in Olympus Has Fallen. Um, uh, he's done a lot, and I just... You know, I'm drawing a blank other than The Practice for what he's done. American Horror Story, Dark Blue. That was really, really a short series in 2009. Um, Big Shots, uh, let's see, The Grid, no, it has nothing to do with Tron. Um, <laughs> Would be better if it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he His first ever role, 1987, Hamburger Hill. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, you're right, I forgot about that. Sergeant Adam France. Yeah. According to IMDb. Um, and... Uh, 
Maggie Q. Oh, God. Everybody remembers her from Live Free and Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, she's also in Nikita. She was in Mission Impossible 3. She was in Divergent this year. Um, she was a, uh, she was Chase Lynn in Need for Speed Undercover, which is a video game a few years back. Uh, she was in Deception, uh, which is a show on NBC at one point. Um, honestly, outside of, um... Oh, yeah, she was in Rush Hour 2. She was the girl in the car. Huh. Um, honestly, outside of Live Free or Die Hard and uh, and uh, Need for Speed Undercover, I don't know her from much, but, I mean, Live Free or Die Hard was fairly, you know, famous, so there is that. Um, but I just, I love her as an actress. Uh, you also have in this uh, a lot of unknowns to me. Um, obviously Elizabeth Rome is, uh, Amanda Tate. Uh, I remember her from, obviously, Law and Order, and as I said earlier, Angel. Um, but the rest of the cast, I, just looking at their names, I would have to click on all their, all their names to see what else they've done, but these are not names that I know a lot about. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem... I don't want to say unknowns because obviously they've been around for a while. They, you know, some of them have done other things, but mm-hmm. it, it's nobody special, really. I mean, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably gonna get hate for it, but <laughs> Dylan McDermott, he seems to me like his best years were on the practice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maggie Q again. It seemed like her best role was to look like you know a super hot, kick-ass villainous. Mm-hmm. In Live Free or Die Hard, I you know yeah she looked attractive but just it didn't do it for me I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna jump or not jump the shark here. Um, in this first episode we see that obviously Beth and Jack meet. He gets transferred from New York. He has a past, and he doesn't make a very good first impression on her. But first of all, when the show first starts, we have the scene with this this woman coming home. And I assumed she was calling her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like like when she first, you know, picked up the phone and says, Troy, are you home? I'm, I'm pulling up. And I thought the guy, you know, I thought it would have been her boyfriend or whatever else. And we don't really know too much about her. And then the 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 stalker shows up and let's go let me go ahead and get this out of the way here this is a kevin williamson show people anyone who doesn't know who kevin williamson is just go look at a scream mask and you'll know um because they actually use they don't use the exact mask but they he uses writers and whatever else they use somewhat of a scream-esque mask here yeah with this this stalker, so no one really knows who is who, who it is, and um, so we get uh, this opening scene where he stalks her, he chases her back to her car, she, you know, in cliched TV fashion, drops her keys, so the stalker has her keys, he 
douses her with gasoline before she gets in the car. She He douses the car with gasoline and lights it on fire right as she is uh, letting the the um, emergency brake go to roll down the hill. Um, uh, several things with this the, the, this pilot. Uh, the first the first scene. You mean to tell me none of the neighbors heard her screaming or horn, heard the horn hawking or heard the crash when she hit the telephone pole? Okay, later in the episode, the neighbor says that he was asleep and he had his phone on silent. I'm sorry. Anybody that makes as much noise as she did with the screaming and the car and everything, neighbors would have heard that. Yeah. People would have been standing out you know well and what about the jogger that went running past her surely that jogger couldn't have gotten you know a mile away and out of earshot of all this shit i know exactly so that's that's one problem i have with the pilot um and then as so this scene happens what, what did you think of this first scene this this opening attack it was it was a bit of a thriller i'll say that because that was mm-hmm. what they were trying to entail uh but <laughs> the guy who the the mask okay i'm gonna bring this up my first <laughs> thought when i saw it was oh shit it's the human being from community <laughs> the guy i mean that's my first thought was he's wearing a hoodie but that's it it's him and i just kind of went this is supposed to be scary well okay you know i mean yeah and the, the whole gas bit that and backing up and running away from him trying to get away the drama built there i will give him that that was good to a point, okay? I mean, for what it was, for what they were trying to do, I got it. Yeah, it was a good action scene. It was just, I don't believe that no one heard it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are that's basically what I came to with it, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, um, we then go to... Uh, we go to Dylan McDermott's character, Jack, who we don't know who, who he is just yet. We just know, hey, there's Dylan McDermott. And he's acting like a stalker himself. Yeah. Uh, like, I thought they were going to set him up. Like, I, I, I obviously knew that they weren't. But I when I first saw him in the scene, I'm like, okay, so they're going to set him up to be a stalker and... Eventually, Beth is going to have to, you know, hunt him down and blah, 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 blah. But no, they pulled it the other way and made him, hey, I'm the new guy. And he's the new cop. And there's nothing I can think of that's worse than a stalker who is a police officer or in the police department somehow. You, you I've seen other television shows that do this. Dexter. Where, um, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, Dexter. Um I was thinking more so like there was an episode of Law and Order where the crime tech guy, yeah, was, you know, was 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 hunting various people down, but he worked in the crime lab at the SVU, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, um, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I know. Yeah, that's that's fine. I don't have anything against that show. I just I've never really watched it that much. So. Oh yeah. Um. You know, so that's where I thought they were going to go with McDermott, but they went the complete other opposite way, and he's the new recruit, but he is just digging himself a big old hole that he can be buried outside of the Hollywood sign because he makes all these jokes about Scarlett Johansson and, 
Yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, I should say I, I should have said this at the top of this part of the show, but um, the, the the pilot opens with uh, with that scene, and then we go to. Um, or it might be interplayed between each other, but there's a scene in the very beginning before we meet Dylan McDermott's character where Maggie Q is at a school or yeah. something doing some sort of lecture, and she says, because they bring it up, because it's, it's L.A., it's Hollywood, they have to bring it up, but what about celebrity stalkers? And she says only 10% of stalking is celebrity-related. But... I, I believe that statistic, but I don't think a lot of people would because of the fact that that's the news. Like, we don't get, you know, news reports on your next door neighbor or the girl across town. You, you don't get news reports like that in this day and age because everybody wants to know what the hell celebrities are doing and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, that and then you really don't find focus on stalking until something drastic has happened such as yeah. oh the kid you know the guy killed his next door neighbor because he had a mm-hmm. crush on her and you don't find that out until afterwards yeah absolutely um my next note was man this show is interesting but very scary and i don't mean you know freddy jumps and claw you know and, and claws you to death kind of scary i mean holy hell who is following me kind of scary because like seriously this show really makes you think oh yeah about your surroundings. Yeah. Because um, we have, you know, as the show progresses, um, they go through the crime scene uh, at another girl's apartment and they, you know, they, they, they show that, oh, you know, she sleeps with her body to the door so she can see who's coming and blah, blah, blah. We then skip to uh, Beth at home she does the same thing. So something is going on with Beth Davis. Like, we know that she's... They haven't outright said it, but she's either been stalked before or something has happened to her in her vest. And I like that they didn't outright tell us right away in the pilot. Well, it, it, especially with the way that she mentioned it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, this woman was this woman was stalking me. My, you know, <laughs> she went after me and my husband. You know, she boiled my kid's rabbit. And he's like, yeah, fatal attraction. I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It was intertwined. It was very well done. And you kind of thought at first that, yeah, she was going to be talking about this. And then, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Well, I, I think in that end scene at the end of the at the end of the pilot, she was kind of throwing the joke back in his face from what oh, he yeah. was doing earlier. So. Yeah. Um, come to find out during this whole pilot, we have the secondary storyline with these two college roommates or former roommates, Perry... Um, What's his name? Perry Whitney or Whitey or I don't know some Bulger kid. Yeah, and horrible, horrible joke. Um, oh. <laughs> it's Perry a Whitey Daniels. Bulger. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, you got Perry and you've got Eric, and Perry says that oh no, Eric's just super weird, super creepy, blah blah blah. blah where it's actually Perry who is super weird, super creepy. Um, and he is essentially stalking Eric. Uh, uh, and again, you have that standard trope of television and movies where the dean and the school don't want to make a big deal out of it because Perry's, you know, from a affluent family and, 
yeah. has money and are big contributors like Dead Poet Society all over again, honestly. Um, you know, it's it, it's that kind of thing. Uh, and what's surprised, I think the most surprised as far as character out of this is honestly Beth Davis. Because I was not expecting her to stalk the stalker. No. I was so was not expecting that. Um but that then turns on her at the end. Because the end of the show, we see him outside her house. Yeah. And my wife, that was something my wife said. She's like, she's going, so what's going on with this? You know, she, he's following her now because she was torturing him. And I'm like, hell, I don't know. You know, that was, <laughs> that was my attitude with it. Yeah. Um... I did like how everything with the story in this episode connected together. Like you have um, the first girl who dated this older guy and broke it off once you found she found out he was married, and you know, and then we tie it around to Lori, uh, Lori and Kate was the name of the first girl. Um, you know, you tie it around to the African American girl Lori and the, the the whole parking garage scene and. Yeah. Uh, where she actually fights back, which I thought that was really good that they showed that, you know, she fought back to get to get away from him. Um, and it turns out that all, all of this is kind of going around where where Larry could be the stalker. Oh, but wait, no, they all know the the, the Pilates or the no, it's not Pilates. Uh, um, spin 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 uh, site. Yeah, spin instructor um, uh, knows them all and everything else. And. Turns out to be Larry and the spin instructor together because they were both rebuffed by Kate and Laurie. Yeah, and that whole scene where we find out that he's got somebody else, that was fucking creepy. Oh, that yeah. sent chill. That that was like, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my god. Ugh, ugh. And the, the video is probably what creeped me out. Yeah. Because... In the video, it shows someone filming Larry uh, next to Laurie. And then at one point, the camera moves up and down uh, vertically, um, like someone's nodding with the camera. It was like, oh, God. So creepy. Yeah. Um, I like Stalker so far. I'm... I don't know. I'm... I, I don't know. I, what are your... Would you continue to watch this or no? I'll... Uh... I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I will probably watch at least another episode or two before I make further judgment on it. But right mm-hmm. now, my thoughts are, one, Maggie Q, put a little bit more clothes on, please. Yeah, you're <laughs> hot, but your top at the beginning of the show needed another button. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, you know, As Dylan McDermott mentioned, I stared at your breast too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of was doing the same thing, and it was really kind of distracting. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Where is the story going to go besides staring at Maggie Q's boobs? Yeah. Uh, you know, that was that was the one thing. And then just the whole stalking thing that he's doing is. I don't know. I, I'm not liking it so far. I, I will give it a little bit more of a chance before I really say, no, I'm not going to watch it anymore. But mm-hmm. I'm at that point almost already. <laughs> I'll give it another another couple of episodes so far for this pilot episode because 
it just premiered this week or well it premiered a week ago as as of this airing um uh so i'll give it a couple more episodes i think what we may end up doing ladies and gentlemen is if at all possible at the end of the seasons um I know, I know I've said before on the show, we may or may not do finishing finales on all of these new series, but I think we, I may also do an episode where if we didn't keep up with any of the new shows that we did pilot premieres for, we'll do an, like an all-encompassing all, all episode like, okay, what shows did you keep up with? What shows didn't you keep up with? And we'll then talk about the ones you didn't keep up with. There you go. Um, so I think that's how that's going to work. Um what would you... How many remotes are you going to give this pilot? Well, I'm probably going to give it a... I, I, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to say two and a half out of five. Okay. Uh, only because it did hold my interest. I do want to see a little bit more of the story, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, it just really wasn't that interesting to me. I mean, it was, mm. it was too creepy, too, you know... The bit where the guy, the the spin instructor, pops out and grabs her, you know, and goes to kidnap her, scared the crap out of me and my wife. <laughs> you know, again, we're watching it all in the dark at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're both jumping. We're both going, "Oh shit, shit! What the hell?" You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know that I want to watch something like that again. Yeah. Well, I, and 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 you got to look at who who this is coming from. This is created by the Scream guy. This is created yeah. by Kevin Williamson. So, so, yes, I jumped up at that, at that scene that you're talking about when he was under the rug. Uh, but, like, at this point, knowing who this show is created by, I can't help but expect moments like that now because yeah. of what he did with the Scream franchise. Um, for me, I'm going to give it... Um, two and a half remotes. I, there are certain things I like about it. There are certain things that worry me about it. And then I, the rest of it, I'm just so unsure of. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it didn't blow me away. Uh, like you said, Maggie, Maggie Q is hot, but that hotness can only take you so far. Um, I mean, this wasn't like what we had, you know, a week ago when we talked about Scorpion. Yeah. Uh, uh, comparing this to Scorpion, oh god, I'll I'd watch Scorpion again before I watch this. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose between the two of them, uh, but it just I I, I got to see what is going to be going on further, at least for a couple episodes, and if by the third episode it doesn't get me hooked and it creeps me out more than than what it already has i'll probably end up dropping this yeah i mean, it, part of the feel with this here that i got was i watched it and i all i could think was it's a lot like csi where they have two or three stories going in one episode mm-hmm. and you've got that feeling and it just didn't hook i'm like i've seen this sort of style before and i didn't care for it then mm mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe there will be a bunch of people that will be like, I really like this show, and they'll keep up with it, keep it on the air. Not me. Yeah, that's this is very true. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Exiting Stage Left after this. 
I'm Colin Baker. My name's Fraser Hines. Hi, I'm Daphne Ashbrook. This is Andrew Cartmore. Hi, this is Colin Spall. Hello, I'm Simon Fisher-Becker. This is Ian McNeese. Hi, this is Travis Ritchie. You listen to this fuck. Boom, Listen to Mark Who 42's Universe. Or into Doctor Who, listen to Mark Who 42's Universe. We always have the latest Doctor Who news, reviews, and interviews. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Geekcast Radio Network, and our home base, MarkWho42.net. Mark Who 42, the meaning of life. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekcastRadio.com's newest podcast, Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Remote Control. Do you have anything you want to pimp out? Uh, I'll just let people know that, again, on, on talking about my generation, that we're finishing up our baseball month, and we're going to have a Halloween episode. Uh, you can visit us over at MyGenerationPodcast.com. Tell us what you'd like. Go from there. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Remote Control and hope you stop channel serving to tune in to us next time around when we will be talking about CW's The Flash. I believe that's going to be Steve, myself, and Michael Powers on that one. I don't know just yet. Um, and then after that, the week after that, the end of this month, we're going to be talking about, Doug is going to be back talking about Red Band Society from Fox. Um, and then he'll also be back talking about ABC's Forever. Uh, and maybe, potentially, we'll be talking about Constantine. And then after that, the season passes will begin for Remote Control. So that's what's going on and going to be coming up. Uh, for now, I'm TFG and Mike with... Doug Abel. Tune in next time when we will all be fighting over the remote control.
You've just listened to Remote Control. Thank you for tuning in to Remote Control. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can email us feedback at geekcastradio.com. Be sure to leave us feedback in iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio. Become a fan of us on Facebook by searching Geekcast Radio Network. You can call the voicemail line. Be sure to leave us your name and the show you're leaving it for. The number is 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Remote Control. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.